Hello, hello, Daily Football Report number 35, NFL Rookie Quarterback Rankings, our first edition. For how are you doing today? I am doing good, Goggin. How are you on this wonderful Monday? Doing great. Doing great, man. We had some football over the weekend and ready to go. What about you? I am right there with you. I'm still getting over how good the XFL was. Loved it. Cannot wait for the weekend again to get more of it. Fantastic stuff. Look, I'm out here in Hawaii, and we don't have seasons. But I'll tell you something. It's certainly NFL rookie quarterback draft season right now, is it not? It definitely is. We are on the horizon. You know, I think we have a combine coming up here in just a week and a half or so. It's it's coming up quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to watch a lot of that combine. Yeah, it's, it's always funny. It, it's, it comes up quick, and it's great. Four, tell me. Tell me who's your number one quarterback, all right? And what we're going to do, this is our first edition. Four is going to give you his top five quarterbacks as of today, pre-combine, obviously. I'm going to give you my pre, uh, pre-combine top five quarterbacks. And we're going to see after the combine if this ranking changes, right? So, Ford, take us away. All right. Well, look, I don't know how you want to format this. If you want to go my five, your five, and vice versa, or if you just want me to run down the entire list, man, I can do it either way. Uh, up to you. Or I think let's try something different. I'm going to have you go your five top to bottom. I won't interrupt. I will hear you out. And then as you're done with your fifth quarterback, I will rebuttal. I will comment. You and I can debate. And then I'll give you my five. Uh, look, I love it. I don't have to have you stealing any of my, my, uh, my draft picks over here, okay? Now you have to think of them on your own, man. No, but all right. Seriously, here's my NFL rookie quarterback rankings, top five that I have on my list right now, pre-combine. We're going to start off with five. At five, I have Tanner McKee. This it could be a total bust. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but I think he's got a lot of potential. He's very raw. He won't be ready to start right away, but you can develop him. He didn't win much in college uh, at Stanford, but he was their best player on the team by far. And when I say he's a project, you got to understand, final year had 13 touchdowns to eight picks. Those numbers aren't NFL numbers. But you have to watch the film. You have to see this guy, the talent that he was working with. It was awful. And once again, he's got all the tools. He's got size. And the other thing that I kind of want to bring up and compare him to, look, Davis Mills is one of my favorite prospects in the NFL right now. He's kind of like Davis Mills. And it's not just because they played the same system, same school, but He's kind of that guy that isn't going to get the first, second round love. But there's already rumors he's potentially a third to fourth round pick here. And I can definitely see a team taking a chance on Tanner McKee and working with that. All right. Number four, Jake Hayner. He's the sleeper in the draft. Goggin and I are very vocal about it. We've actually done videos on this. Um, so I don't want to go too into detail here of why we love him because we've already covered it. Uh, but look – 20 touchdowns in college, you know, uh, three picks. He is efficient as all heck. And, and, and really, he's doing it at a smaller school, in a sense, right, at Fresno State. Um, the competition you worry about. But I think he's a guy that could definitely play at the pro level if given enough chance with, this, with, the, with the same system and is able to learn it. All right, number three, Bryce Young. I think he's got less of a ceiling in terms of what he can get done than my top two quarterbacks. But he's a solid quarterback that can be a starter in the NFL. 
Uh, I'm not sure if I love him as like my starter, but you've got to look at this. He played elite competition and he worked with elite coaches. He was at Alabama. He's going to be successful. It's just at what level and how much talent you can surround him by, surround him with. So that's that's my number three, Bryce Young. Number two, C.J. Stroud. Look, he's got a fantastic body of work. Seriously, the schedule, he played against elite competition, and he can make a lot of the throws that you want. He's He's got that mobility factor to him as well, and he showed flashes of brilliance in college. You have to take him just based off that. Uh, so that's my number two there. And at number one, probably going to shock a lot of people here, but I don't care. Uh, I'm big on him. It, like all boom, no bust, Anthony Richardson. He is Cam Newton 2.0. He's a very raw talent, but he has the highest ceiling out of everybody in this draft, and it's not even close. He's athletic. He's fast. He can burn you rushing. He can throw the ball. He can absolutely throw it anywhere on the field, however you need him to. Fantastic arm. It's blending that all together with the right coaching staff. If you take him in the right spot, I wouldn't force him to start year one or year two. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be on a Josh Allen slash Cam Newton back in the day type level in the NFL. And I think he's by far the best quarterback coming out if he goes to the right situation. So, Goggin, those are fours, five on the top five can't miss quarterbacks in the NFL draft. Wow, four. I gotta I gotta say, that was some level of execution on your end. Fantastic work. It took a, a lot of patience on my end to not just, you know, stop you and counter you and stop you and counter you, right? So I just had to sit back and enjoy. That was fantastic. Well, Goggin, wait. I know you've gotta go, man. I just gotta say this. I have to give you this. Look, I was honestly waiting for you to interrupt me on Tanner McKee, man, and let me know that he was a prospect you were also looking at, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we've got very different top fives, man. I'll tell you that. Wonderful, man. I'm I'm excited to hear yours, man. Do you uh do you wanna start off your wonderful list at five? Yes, I will. All right, let's see. It's, it's interesting because I want to already start defending it by mentioning my honorable mentions, but we'll wait for that. Okay, number five for me. It's Hendon Hooker, all right? He dominated the SEC. Yes, I think there's immense value here. Yes, he got hurt. He'll come back from that. We'll see. That's my only concern here. But he was a Heisman finalist. This guy had the Heisman locked up, actually, in my opinion, all right? And... They still got hurt, all right? So that's tough. That's number five. Number four, we all know him because he played in the college football playoffs. Max Duggan, TCU quarterback. Look, pure teammate, the ultimate teammate, all right? He stayed after being benched the previous season. Tells coach Sonny Dykes, coach, I'm staying. I'm going to be the best teammate possible. And look, the universe rewarded him, all right? He took the TCU Frogs all the way to the title game. All right, he's a Heisman finalist as well. One of the best quarterback prospects, bar none. And he got it done. Like, he did a great, great job. Yeah, he struggled against Georgia. Who didn't? All right, everyone struggled against Georgia. So I'll pass on that. I'll give him a pass. Okay, number three. I don't like this quarterback, but I have to respect his body of work. Bryce Young, quarterback for Alabama. He dominated SEC teams. Look, I'm just maybe a little bitter because 
I took Alabama minus 11 against Ole Miss. It didn't work out for me. All right, every time I took Alabama in the points, yeah, it was it was bad. Can't bet against Alabama, can't bet for Alabama. So I'll figure it out. But look, he learned from Coach Nick Saban. We've seen a new trend in the NFL where a lot of Alabama quarterbacks are starting to really do well, all right? Mac Jones, still in the NFL, still doing well for New England. Pro Bowler his first year as well. Tua, still there. Look, this is an Alabama quarterback league. It's, it's kind of strange, strange to admit it, but it's starting to turn that way. Okay, number two. This one, four, you might say this is too high. But it's Jake Hayner, Fresno State quarterback. All right, look, he's six foot one. He's 200. People say that's undersized. That's Drew Brees. All right, he's bigger than Russell Wilson. All right, that's fine. My other thing, let's just call it like it is. He had a 72% completion percentage just this past season. Look, quarterbacks that miss, they miss because of one thing. They can't throw an accurate ball. All right? I've seen this happen so many times. And I'm not going to have that happen here. All right? I gotta. I had to bend the knee here. Quarterbacks who are efficient, if they cannot have a high completion percentage in the college game where it's wide open, the lanes are easier, the passes are easier, and they're still under 60, under 65, that's not going to cut it. All right? I've fallen for too many quarterbacks, and I let the completion percentage slide. Not going to have that. Also, look, his floor, for me, it's a very efficient Taylor Heineke. All right, maybe a little bias here. I like Heineke a lot, but that's as low as he is. His ceiling on the upside, I think it screams Drew Brees. He throws a very accurate ball. That's all Brees did. Brees was not known for his arm. He was known for maybe the prettiest ball placement. All right, he threw it where he needed to be. Okay, number one, it's CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, six foot three, 218 top-tier combo between size and skill, can make any throw, played in cold weather. Look, the past few weeks, a lot of teams are shying away from quarterbacks who can't throw in cold weather. All right? And why? Well, a lot of the teams play in the cold. Not even that. The playoffs, they happen to be played during the cold winter years here in the U.S. That's important, right? You want cold winning quarterbacks, all right? Brady, I believe, won 80-85% of his games in cold weather. That's fantastic. Talk about an advantage, all right? That's the type of quarterback I want. Look, other part, I know I mentioned no one did well against Georgia. C.J. Stroud did, all right? He actually had Georgia reeling, and he almost had him. He looked them up, and in my opinion, I think that was the stamp of approval for me that I needed to know that he is the number one quarterback in this draft, bar none for Tell me where I'm right. Tell me where I'm wrong. Well, look, I want to give you some props on that list, man. You're uh, you're over here convincing me a little bit here. I want to say uh, in terms of where I thought you nailed it, look, we both have C.J. Stroud very high on our list. The other thing we both have in the same spot on our list is Bryce Young. Uh, maybe we are ranking him a bit low. Maybe we're, you know, what, the only time will tell on that. Um you know, I thought it was interesting, man. You are very, very uh, high on Duggan. And look, I don't see what you see. I have a complete opposite take on him. Um, I probably wouldn't have uh, uh, Max Duggan inside my top seven to eight quarterback prospects. There's there's even more that I like more outside of him, uh, like Will Levis, you know, uh, guys like that, Stetson Bennett, um, Hendon Hooker. So I don't even know if he'd crack my top ten, but 
I think you're, it's interesting that you see what you see in a man. And uh, yeah, I thought your list was very good, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I was on such a, uh, such a roll that I thought I was going to pass out from getting lightheaded and just, you know, not, not breathing. I was just too busy uh, just railing off all these quarterbacks. Look, I also got to touch on this. I got to give a couple of honorable mentions. For me, number six, just outside my top five board, I had to go with Stetson Bennett. Look, let, let's dive deep into this, all right? Let's, let's slow down and let's talk about Stetson Bennett, the back-to-back national title champ. He won a lot of games. He executed on the biggest stages. He only lost one game in his final two years. Now, look, the counter, let's be objective. He had the Matt Leinart advantage, all right? For those that don't know, Matt Leinart was the quarterback at USC when Reggie Bush was there, Pete Carroll was there, and they were just stomping on teams. Look, he holds the best cards on the table. That's the beauty of this Georgia squad, right? Look, that does worry me. But any round after the second round, and I think it's the perfect risk-reward play, okay? The other part I want to mention, he's a lot more athletic than Matt Leinart. All right, and the game today is very different than it was years ago. Yeah, he could still be a Brandon Whedon level bust, but we got to look at his ceiling. All right, for me, floor, I got to mention this. His floor, Chase Daniel level backup, which is still great. And his ceiling, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it screams Russell Wilson level dimensions. Look, similar size, similar speed actually as well. Especially today, I think as of this moment, Yes, Stetson's faster than Russell. Yeah. Tell, tell me, like, how do you feel about Bennett? Well, look, look, I'll tell you in a minute, but I, I actually am checking our comments right now, and uh, I wanted to make sure because we do get to every comment that's mentioned. Um, that's something we do every episode. Uh, so uh, we just had a comment from at Adrian Knows, and he says, CJ over Bryce, question mark. Uh, Bryce played her and still had game-winning drives. What big games did CJ win? Ooh, I like this. Uh, Goggin, I want to give you a chance to rebuttal here. We, we both have the same take. Um, I'll see if I disagree with anything that you say. But do you have any counter to that? Yeah, look, completely spot on, all right? I'm glad that we're not the only ones out here having these opinions, right? And it makes sense. Like, at the end of the games, CJ Stroud, my thing is this. The big games... I, I kind of got to give it to Adrian, right? He didn't win the big games, right? That is a knock. He lost to Michigan, but Adrian, let, let's let's say this: he doesn't play defense, right? So he wasn't on the field when Michigan had the three big runs, right? In in Ohio State, so that's a tough one. The other part, he's also not on defense when they're getting lit up on deep throws by Stetson Bennett. That's that's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's something there, right? So well, got you. yeah. Goggin, you mind if I jump in real quick? Because I'm, I'm kind of – I'm feeling the same exact way you are on this. I just wanted to say yeah. to Adrian, you know, mine is not – look, if you're arguing to me whose resume is more impressive, you're going to win that argument 10 out of 10 times with, with what Bryce was able to do. That's no argument with me, sir. What I will say is I'm taking CJ over if – I'm, if I'm looking at it from a clean s- slate, right, and I'm looking at it just talent to talent – I do like what C.J. Stroud brings to the table a little bit more. Uh, and, and that's not a shot at uh, anything that we've seen with, 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 with Bryce Young. It's just – it's just – it's like – it's just a natural feeling, I guess, is more. And, and obviously, certain quarterbacks will have that it factor. Um, 
I've been big on CJ Stroud. It was tough to defend, man. The the Michigan game, you can't defend that. He made a lot of bad decisions. Um, so you're you're 100 spot on. You just hey, and he just replied back to this is a phenomenal comment. Um, he said, but when you needed a score, how did CJ fare? Two minute drive. Who do you trust? You're not wrong. And I'm just hoping that that's something come the NFL. He's going to be able to develop into hopefully with the right staff. Um, I just like what he brings, you know, from a quarterback standpoint a little bit more, but you're not wrong in resume. Yes. Yes. That's, that's fantastic. I love that. I love having comments and having fan interaction, especially when you and I are so tunnel vision on our thoughts and our beliefs. And, and here we are and we're rebuttaled and we're like, well, wait a second. <laughs> let's, let's look back at this, right? Let's re-examine this. And I think that's the beauty of football, right? Is it's, it's ever changing. Uh, for, I want to mention his other comment as well. I believe this was directed at me. He said, Duggan is a day three pick for me. If that hooker definitely higher on my board. Perfect. Well, Adrian, hopefully you can comment your top five here in our comments, please. And I know you're listening. So do that. And we'll, we'll address that. I don't, I don't disagree with him either. I, I also agree with that. Uh, I, look, from just the standpoint of what Hendon Hooker can do pending the injury, um, I also agree that Penn, like, if I'm an NFL franchise, that's a more intriguing pick than what I saw with Max Duggan. Because I feel like Goggin, we saw with Duggan, the absolute maximum, what he can be on his best day. Sure, that's fantastic. But we also saw him getting blown out, right, in the national title game when he played actual closest to the nfl level competition that we have in college an elite level of you know level defense um getting absolutely destroyed and embarrassed at a very big stage and so i i would have to agree with him there uh yeah give me hooker over uh oh you know i'd take hooker okay but but guys let's let's be objective all right yeah he only had one pro level receiver in quentin johnston all right and and so that's the other part where he didn't have the deck that he needed, right? He had, he didn't have the SEC offensive line. He did not have the SEC level talent on offense. So yeah, he it was a poor showing. I can't defend that. But yeah, the game got away from them. Yeah, you're not wrong on that, Goggin. Um, look, I, you know, in terms, you asked me prior to, uh, you know, what would I feel about Stetson Bennett? And I think you're pretty big on Stetson. Um, at least to make your honorable mentions. Uh, I'm not as big on Stetson Bennett in the sense of, you know, look, the dude's almost 30. All right. We've, we, you know, no, he's not, but look, he's in, he's going to be coming out of the draft and he's already older than a lot of starting quarterbacks. I also don't think anything athletically really stands out to me in terms of what makes him special in today's day and age. We're kind of leaning towards, quarterbacks who have the mobility aspect as well as the arm correct i mean you look at guys that have really taken over the top five in the nfl guys like josh allen guys like patrick mahomes quarterbacks on the on that level um you have kind of a dual threat advantage jalen hurts comes to mind those are the guys having success i just don't see it uh with stetson bennett and uh he feels like a guy that we're gonna look back on and be like man what a college career he had what's he doing now it's just what I feel like in terms of uh, Stetson Bennett, man. Look for, first off, I've already got to deal with a lot of these ageist comments against Stetson Bennett on the internet when I'm looking, you know, when I'm looking up Stetson Bennett news as is, all right? And that was the first thing all of these uh, 
these anti-Georgia fans said, right, when Georgia got it done. Look, it is what it is. Yeah, he had an age advantage significantly, right? So he was, what, 25, 26, going up against a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds. You're right that he won't have that advantage here in the NFL, but he still won. He still got it done. And his advantage, I think it's actually going to be his speed for he runs about, he'll probably run a 40 yard dash here under four, six. I think it'll be in the four fives. I mean, I mean, we'll see. He's very fast. Throws a, throws a pretty decent ball as well. And then look, coached in Georgia, right? And went up against SEC talent for two years. And he looked really good. I can think of maybe one or two bad games where he wasn't as impressive. But look at the body of work. He never was, he wasn't ever nervous. Got it done. Back to back natties. Come on. Look, no, you're right. Look, body of work argument. I get it. I, he's probably one of the best college careers of all time, right? If you look at it from an unbiased standpoint. That said, Goggin, I'm not going to be surprised if, you know, we, we watched the XFL yesterday. And we saw the, the the quarterbacks that were in that league. And I'll just be upfront with you. I'm not going to be surprised if in 2023, 2020, you know, 2024 season, I'm sitting here going, oh, hey, look, Stetson Bennett. That's awesome. I'm glad he's a battle hawk. It's just it screams too much, man. It, he needs to wow me in something. And he doesn't. He plays with NFL level level talent all on that offense. Or if we're talking the wide receiving, you know, like tell me where he doesn't have, it, have an NFL player. Is it the O-line? Is it the defense? Because it's NFL caliber everywhere. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to take the uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely not be as high on him. Well, maybe punter, right? So that's, that's a tough <laughs> disadvantage to get over. All right. Well, jokes aside for – I did see a comment come in. Our, our boy Adrian is coming through. And I, I requested this a few minutes ago. He gave us his top five slash six. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to let you comment because there's there's a breadcrumb here that you're going to like. At number one, he has Bryce Young. Number two, he's got C.J. Stroud. Number three, he has Anthony Richardson. Number four, Will Levis. Number five, Hendon Hooker. And number six, he said, is a hot take for me, but it's DTR for take it away. Yeah, I have no complaints or no problems with that board uh, whatsoever. He has Anthony Richardson high, just as we do. You know, that that's a great, great pick. Um, CJ Stroud, Bryce, you know, at, at the one. Um, so just an agreement of where we placed him. Uh, he has Will Levis higher than I think both of our boards did. I don't think we're too big on him. Um, but that said, like, you know, we're in the minority on that. I mean, there's talks that he could go, you know, he's going to go in the top what five now like it's it's real talk um happening inside nfl in the nfl draft rooms um yeah and then look hendon hooker fantastic and the look dorian thompson robinson uh one of my favorite college quarterbacks straight up so i'm i'm a huge fan of his i would love to see him translate to the nfl well um there's a lot of things to love about him what he brings the amount of time he played with chip kelly and in that system was just you know it was a lot but man he showed flashes of absolute brilliance and uh, I'm a massive DTR fan as well, Goggin. What, what what are your thoughts? I saw DTR and I was like, I've been hearing about DTR for the last seven years, it seems like, right? <laughs> look, <laughs> look, fantastic quarterback. I think he truly benefited from having Chip Kelly the past couple of seasons as well. My only my only comment I will add with DTR, I just don't know how much of a, an NFL prospect he's going to be. And I say that in the sense that I'm of the belief that Chip Kelly is phenomenal for college. 
I don't know if he's actually at the level that you need to be able to get your quarterbacks ready for the pros. All right. And I say that just with one of my favorite players and my, my favorite college football player of all time, Marcus Mariota. He got him the Heisman, but he only let him take maybe five or six snaps under center. And I think that that really could have uh, helped Marcus out and it would have helped his pro, uh, his pro career up to this point. Right, for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, he uh, we just had a response saying, uh, if Zach Wilson went top 10, uh, Will going top 10, uh, that's that's true. Yeah, Zach Wilson, and, and this is no joke, I'm, I was probably the biggest Zach Wilson fan coming out of college. I thought that he was going to be top five in the NFL within two years. I'm totally... Uh, totally, you know, got egg on the face for that. Not a great take. I still like to think that he can develop, but man, it's looking tough, man. When you have a bad attitude in the NFL, you've got coaches that aren't big on you based off your, your what, how you're handling locker situations. It's not a good sign. And uh, if you had asked me one red flag on Zach Wilson coming out, it probably would have been personality. And, you know, coming from BYU, going to the New York media, just definitely, definite possibility of some red flags there. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this is fantastic. I'm just trying to keep up with all the comments that we have. Oh, uh, we just got a comment that said from, uh, Adrian knows what defense, pl- what defensive player do you guys have higher Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Goggin, who do you have higher for your defensive player? Oh, it's, it's Will. It's Will all day for me. And what about you? Uh, so it's interesting. I don't know if I have a lot that kind of separates them, if I'm being honest. Look, I would probably lean Jalen Carter because I like the work that he did at Georgia was just next level. And I'm, you know, I think that there's, he could translate to the pros pretty damn well. I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think either of these guys are going to be a bust or anything like that. Um, so I think it's just a matter of what your team needs schematically, but it's, it's hard. Like if I was looking at, you know, having a top, you know, three, four pick, whatever. I'm definitely trying to get, if you get Jalen Carter, you're, you're set up perfect. So yeah, I I'm leaning Jalen Carter there. So I, I would say let's add a caveat. All right. You're very pro defensive tackle. All right. And it helps when your Buccaneers have the best defensive Absolutely. tackle in the game. Right? Yep. Yep. Vita Vea is my favorite player in the league by far. The amount of work that that man does in the trenches is you can't track how much he does for our team. Well, even that, I mean, Warren Sapp's your, your number one favorite court, uh, player of all time, right? So there's that. I will oh, add. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, I will just add this. I think in today's pass happy league, you need a defensive end. You need an outside backer. You need a, a, a you know, a rush edge player. And for me, it's Anderson. Like this will is the guy. He looked unstoppable in a lot of snaps. Alabama Alabama defensive players are almost can't miss, right? I would say there's like there's a couple misses here and there on the offensive end, right? At running back and wide receiver, we've seen some busts there. But these defensive players are on just at a whole different level. And a lot of these Alabama players also mentioned that their four years or three years or two years of practices at Alabama are more difficult than the pros, right? So they're just coming in with that Navy SEAL level mentality training of uh, at the NFL level, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And and I wanted to make sure I added something real quick, uh, just in terms of – because I'm sitting here thinking about that question of, you know, who would I select? 
with Jalen Carter, the one thing I want to bring up too, and and this might be why you would lean the other way uh, to play devil's advocate. You're dealing with a guy that like his production level might not have been like, it's not going to wow you when you look at stats, but it's some more of that like what he does silently is enough. Right. And the other thing I wanted to add was his big thing uh, was that he had the, the injury problems. Right. So you're looking at somebody knee, knee issues. That's a concern for sure. But look, he's young enough to overcome it. And I still think, you know, I think most mocks have him not making it outside of the top four. Top, I think top five would be insane, but top four. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning Jalen Carter. The injuries are a concern, obviously, but if you're feeling comfortable enough that he's not going to have reoccurring knee issues, then you should be just fine. Well said. I mean, I, I got to give you that. I, I just don't know. I mean, I think the thing is, defense, we've seen this happen where, look, Nick Bosa, yeah, he, he showed glimpses, but it really took him some time to come on. And even look at Aiden Hutchinson just this past season, right? It almost seemed like he he just wasn't there. I think it took him an adjustment period. And then this last part of the season, right, especially the final five, six games, he just came on as a monster, right? And so I'm wondering if there's just something about transitioning to that NFL defensive game where the defenses are harder, right? I mean, you have a lot more to prep for. And at the D-tackle level, it might be easier, right? You don't have as many plays. So I, I actually think you guys are convincing me that maybe you got to go, yeah, maybe you got to go Jalen Carter. Okay, yes. And I'm sorry, I'm reading uh, reading some comments here. We just got asked another good uh, question. Uh, so Ringo has been following lately opinions on him. So this is interesting, man. We are talking about uh, the corner over in uh, over in Georgia for the Georgia Bulldogs. And it's funny. I actually just read something today uh, talking about how he had been training with Richard Sherman. And I thought, man, like I hadn't heard that his draft stock was falling, but um, I knew he was like a late first round projected guy. They're, they're now talking that, yeah, it could be second round that he goes. I don't know if that's just like punishment for how good Georgia truly is. But him working with with Richard Sherman is phenomenal. I don't know if there's anyone that you could really go ahead and train from nowadays that I, I'd probably think's higher, maybe Revis Island. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's awesome, and that's somebody that I've also seen linked uh, to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well because we're likely going to be losing Jamel Dean at corner. Um, so I've seen him, you know, as high as uh, I think I saw the Bucks trade back to like 25th and take them. Um, but yeah, if your draft stocks in the in the first late first round, it's a shame when you go in the second. I would like to see this guy hopefully still go in the first because, uh, I mean, you look at what he did while he was at Georgia, just phenomenal. Look, I'm glad you brought up one of my favorite positions, the corner position. And yeah, if he's training with Richard Sherman, he might end up getting too many holding calls, especially in today's NFL. All right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had to take that swing at, at Richard Sherman. <laughs> it's just. That Seattle secondary, they were so dominant, and we were up there. Uh, we're from Seattle, so we we watched a lot of Seattle games, and we had to deal with that. I gotta say, I think the can't miss corner for me, and maybe this is a bit of that uh, that Northwest bias. I gotta say, it's Christian Gonzalez for Oregon. All right, he's a sophomore. He's coming out a little too early, in my opinion, and he's still growing. Right, so it's he's young, but. Man, he's got the size, the speed, the strength. I, I like it. I They have him ranked as like the number second position at corner. But, I mean, look, I, 
the Pac-12, they pass on every play. So this guy probably had to play a lot of snaps, right? And yeah, I, I think there's this is good. The mock drafts, I've seen him go into the Eagles at number 10. That would be fantastic if it happens. But I don't know. I mean, do you have like a – who's your number one corner for? Uh, I will answer that here in just a second. We're getting more comments, man. This is phenomenal discussions, Goggin. I want to read this to you, man. And, uh, I, you know, we've kind of we, – this is the kind of questions that we absolutely love, right? Uh, so he, so Adrian knows says, if you're the Texans, what do you do? Trade up and try to get Bryce – or do you use your top five pick and get Will Anderson and use your number 12 pick and trade for Lamar? Holy moly, that's very interesting. If you're the Texans, Goggin, and you have kind of the stockpile of picks that they have this upcoming season, um, this upcoming draft, what are you doing with them? What's your, what's your philosophy? Do you have a player in mind that you think would work? Oh, this is the age-old debate, right, of you take – the guaranteed athlete that can work or do you take someone that might not work right and look it seems to be that the way i would answer it is this yeah quarterbacks coming in are more ready than they've ever been but the problem with that is they have a shorter leash than they've ever had right people forget rogers sat for years right rogers had he played right away he would have been a bust everyone knows this his throwing motion was awful he wasn't ready, all right? Look, I like this. I think you go ahead and you pick Lamar. You trade for Lamar. Yeah, take Will Anderson. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, take the guarantee, all right? Look, this is D'Amico Ryans. He's a defensive coach. Yeah, I, I think you do it. What about you? So I love that he asked this question. So I'm actually literally right now kind of thinking about what I would do. I think that if they could get Lamar Jackson, my God, like that, you would 100% do that, right? Um, but let me let me spin it a little bit here. I'm thinking more in terms of the rebuild, right? So uh, you have D'Amico Ryan's in town, and he's a defensive-minded guy. That defense is absolutely atrocious. So my thought would be to try to stockpile as many picks. I think that... I'm a big Davis Mills guy, and, and I know that's probably not a popular take, um, but if you look at what he had to do, what he has done with the little talent around him, like straight up, he's done a lot. His stats aren't amazing, but man, give that man some help. And I'm not saying he's your guy, but I don't know if you're ready to plug any of these quarterbacks in and expect a different result than what they've been getting down in Houston. So my thought process would be see what they will give you uh, for the number two pick. That's truly it. Some team is going to want to trade up. Some team's going to find that really intriguing. Go ahead, take as many picks. You probably get another day one pick depending on how far they're trading down from, right? So stockpile the ones. You go ahead, you draft probably at 12. And honestly, I would attempt to try to just build the defense, right? So if you go and you go get a uh, a corner, uh, you can go ahead and get, if, if he's available, right? potentially get a Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Um, or if you want to go a different way, maybe, maybe uh, Miles Murphy, the D lineman over at, um, uh, over at Clemson, you could try a couple of different things. It's how you want to build the team, but you need to stockpile picks as well, because the amount of holes the Texans have is insane. Well, they don't have a hole at running back. All right. And I know I mentioned this anytime we mentioned the Texans. All right. But that David Pierce, fantastic running back look 